Hello and welcome to Just a Guy and His Journey Back to God. <clears throat> so today we're in the 23rd Psalm, perhaps the most famous of all Psalms, and possibly even all scriptures. It probably is just behind uh, John 3.16. But before we go and get into this short scripture, this short psalm, let's go to God in prayer. Father, I thank you for this time. I thank you for your word. I thank you for the fact that you love us, you listen to us, you hear our cries and our pleas, and you're actively involved in our lives. You know me, you know every hair on my head, and it's amazing that you care. So Lord, I pray as we read today that we would focus on you, bring you honor and glory, but as much as that is important, may we be receptive to what you want us to know. May our hearts and our minds and our spirits be open. May we grow closer to you and love you more so that we can truly love you with our whole heart and being. And in that way, then we can love our neighbors as ourselves. I thank you, Father. I just praise you and I pray for you, Holy Spirit, to provide your wisdom and your guidance. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So today is a a little bit different day. It's a holiday. And... Generally, I kind of struggle on Sundays to do this simply because, you know, I figure most of you have been at church and I've been at church and you've probably gotten way more insight than I could ever give. But I also sit and think about today, a Labor Day and a day in which, you know, we celebrate the fact that we've, we're blessed to work. Some of us are retired, others of us aren't, but we're fortunate when we get to work and I just think about that and there's times when I get really frustrated with my work and I just get angry or pissed off at them, but I'm grateful nonetheless. So today I'm going to really focus on being grateful for my job and the opportunity to work. I also want to just focus on before we get into the Psalm, you know, today was a successful day for me already. I've been struggling because I've been out of my routine. I've been not facing and dealing with all the discipline I normally do because I need the, the structure of, you know, standard operating procedures for me in order to be able to keep doing things the way I need to do them. And today was a day in which all the discipline was instilled and followed. I was able to spend time with God before my, before I got up and early on when I first got up. I worked out. I did for the first time in a couple weeks, a cold plunge, man, I forgot what, how cold that was. And now I've got this being taken care of and meeting that one more piece of my daily walk. And it sure, and I'll just tell you, it feels very good. It's important for me. It's important for me to be able to really focus on getting things done and the more discipline in my life, the less I'm likely to, to stray and do dumb things. So it's been a good day so far. But with that, let's go ahead and start reading Psalm 23. And think about, it's actually a continuation of Psalm 22. Because there we saw Jesus, the insights into his concerns, his stress. He's going to hang on the cross. He's going to go through this pain. 
and God is going to abandon him for a moment. And then here comes this part. We got to remember that David is a prophet, is a prophet also, and he's providing the, some insights into Christ on this next phase. So Jesus, you know, was going, he knows he's going to go on that cross. And now here's another thought into his perspective. Verse one, Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd. I, I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Now, prior to doing this journey for the last year and a half, with all the different readings, of the, of the Old and New Testament, I would have had my normal perception of this psalm. And it was just that David is, is saying this about God and about Jesus. But when you read all the other psalms that we've just gone through, especially 22, we see that really this is these are the words of Jesus. So he goes through and he knows that he's going to, be, he's going to go through all these, this pain and this torture, that he's going to suffer. But he then comes out with, the Lord, meaning God, you are my shepherd and I lack nothing. So here's his proclamation, his confidence that it's back in, he's walking back with God and that he's trusting in the Lord and trusting in God to take care of him. Because again, Jesus is fully man. He knows he's going to hang on a cross where his joints get pulled out and he's going to suffer tremendously. He's going to suffer where God is not there next to him anymore for a short period of time. And then he's going to get God. God's going to rescue him and walk beside him. And here he is proclaiming his faith and his trust in God. It's a remarkable perspective, in my opinion. And it's one that I had never had in the past. A.W. Tozer writes, Further, not so much along those lines, but he writes about men and great men of the Bible. He writes, pick a random, pick up at random a score of great saints whose lives and testimonies are widely known. Let them be Bible characters or well-known Christians or of post-biblical times. You will be struck instantly with the fact that the saints were not alike. Sometimes the unlikenesses were so great as to be positively glaring. How different, for example, was Moses from Isaiah? How different was Elijah from David? How unlike each other were John and Paul? St. Francis and Luther, Finney and Thomas Kempis. The differences are as wide as human life itself. Differences of race, nationality, education, temperament, habit, and personal qualities. Yet they all walked, each in his way, upon a high road of spiritual living far above the common way. Their differences must have been, incidental in the eyes of God, of no significance. In some vital quality, they must have been alike. What was it? I venture to suggest that the one vital quality which they all had in common was spiritual 
receptivity. Something in them was open to heaven, something which urged them Godward. Without attempting anything like a profound analysis, I shall say simply that they had spiritual awareness and that they went on to cultivate it until it became the biggest thing in their lives. They differed from the average person in that when they felt the inward longing, they did something about it. They acquired the lifelong habit of spiritual response. They were not disobedient to the heavenly vision. As David put it neatly, My heart says of you, Seek his face. Your, fo- your face, Lord, I will seek. And I think about this in, comp- in relationship to the 23rd Psalm. And Jesus and David, David had to have been opened to God and the spiritual messages that he was being given. If he hadn't been, then David would not have ever been the man that he was. And as a result, we would not have seen those words from David that we hear from that are the Lord's words. And so I think about the differences and the most common element that we have, and and that's going to be that we're on a journey together, walking and trying to become more godlike. Or more like God, not God-like. And I read here from um, Kent Hughes. And he talks about the, the 23rd Psalm. And when I go through it all, the key element here is David preaching or is, is speaking on behalf of Jesus. He's, a pro, he's prophesying. And Jesus is coming back and saying, I trust you, God. And I think about all those great Christians from the past and the current. And they have, as Tozer says, a spiritual receptivity. But they also have a trust in God. They know that if they trust in God and they rely on him, they'll lack nothing. Where he says, the Lord is my shepherd and I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He provides for us. He guides us along the right paths for his namesake. Even when when he's struggling, he's walking through the darkest valleys, and I know I've walked through them. He's with me. His, his rod and his staff comfort me. So if you really think about David and Psalm 23, God is blessing us with Jesus' insights that can be applied to us men, because at the time, Jesus was going through all those things, and he was fully man. So with all of that, I'm going to end my ramblings and just let's go back to God in prayer. Father, thank you. Thank you for your word and for your insights and your love. And I just pray as we go through our day today, we would remember that you walk beside us on this journey and that as we go through this journey, that it's to become more like you and more receptive to you, that we would seek your face, not just you know, with the parts and the pieces we want. I pray, Father, that our hearts, our minds, and our spirits would be open. I pray for our families that you'd watch over them, keep them safe. And may you be the one that we all serve and we strive to be like. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hey, thanks for joining me at Just a Guy and His Journey Back to God. I hope you have a great day.